Well, welcome to It Can Be Messy on the Way to Becoming a Faith-Filled Family. And welcome to season two of our podcast. We're really excited uh, to have you join us as we continue on looking for ways for faith-filled families to press in together to God's word and to life and community. And so I'm here with Jan and Leslie, and we're starting a new series today on what it is to be a missional family. We're going to talk a little bit about the call to that. I just want to share a verse from Genesis chapter 12. This is a very famous passage that is uh, often called um, God's call to Abraham, and it starts in verse 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord told Abram, leave your country, your relatives, and your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you. I will cause you to become the father of a great nation, and I will bless you and make you famous, and I will I will make you a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. This is what's typically called the call of Abraham, where God chose Abraham and called him to leave. And the amazing thing is, is that Abraham did it. He left his country. He took his wife and his nephew and their belongings, and he headed out to a place that he didn't even know where God was taking him. And God comes back to this call on Abraham's life all throughout the book of Genesis and all throughout history. The Jewish people, the Arab people from all over the world have looked to Abraham as being the father of their nation. So it's a very, very pivotal and, and powerful passage. And the thing that I love about it is that I feel like this is what God calls all of us as believers in Jesus Christ to be and to do. We're called to leave our country and our comfort zones and our places. For some of us, it's a physical call to actually leave and move to Africa. Um, that's what it was for my family. But it doesn't mean that's for every family. But it does mean that you take on this attitude of instead of living just for yourself, you live in order to be a, a blessing, a, a, a channel through which God can send his love and, and the communication, the story of his love to families around us. And so our family, Abraham and his family, and our families get to be that place of blessing for families that are in our neighborhood, that are um, in our communities, in our churches, in our schools. Um, and that is God's call on us, his purpose for why we're here. In Matthew chapter 5, mm -hmm. it talks about how we are to be the salt of the earth, something mm -hmm. different, something appetizing, something mm -hmm. tasty, something preservative. I mean, there's lots in, in that idea of salt, but we're also to be a light, the mm -hmm. city on a hill that cannot be hidden, a little village with only a few people in it that's back in the backside of the forest might be able to be hidden, but a city set on a hill? There's no way in the ancient culture that you could ever hide that city. And so our light is to be like that, something that's so obvious, so out there that people see it and they know that's a safe place to run to. If their enemy is coming, 
I can go to that city set up on the hill because look, there are people there. there. It's a place where the light is and I can run there and be safe. And I think that when we, um, when you read that passage, it says, and, and let your light so shine, you know, before men that they will see your good deeds and glorify our Father who is in heaven. We need, we get to be that light um, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, and with our friends, in our families. But what does that look like practically? It's really good theory. It's really good theory. And a lot of us have heard that a lot in yeah. our lives. But it's the little steps you take. It's the little things you do. It's the very intentional looking for people around you who are hurting or who are different from you. It's looking to be a friend to somebody who doesn't have a friend. And it reminds me of a story. One of my boys was on a soccer team, and there was one boy on that team who was very different than the other boys, new to the country. And his mom would show up dressed as a Muslim woman would be, covered in a hijab. And um, I noticed nobody was really talking to her. And I felt really sad for her, actually. And so I just started having conversations with her. And so every time there was a game, we'd stand on the side and talk together. And I really enjoyed my time talking with her, and my son enjoyed her son as a friend. Um, and then it came a time when they were going to move away. And I was feeling sad, and I actually ran into her in the grocery store, and she was telling me how they're leaving. And she said to me, you're the only person that would ever come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I wondered why that was. And as I think back on that, it's because she looked different. Nobody knew what to say to her. And so maybe we need to think about how are we looking for that other person out there who is different? And what are the things we can say? Something as simple as, oh, where did you grow up? Or um, where did your parents grow up? Or how long have you been in the city? Or what are your hopes and dreams? And as you get to know each other a little bit and start to feel safer and build trust, you can ask even deeper questions like, why do you wear that hijab? Or what, tell me what your Muslim faith is about. Or tell me what the Quran says about. Having just an attitude of being a learner with lots of curiosity in just a very innocent and um, curious way. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what we need to start doing is looking for people around us and modeling that for our children, right? Helping our kids to see that that's what you do. In this day and age when we're so stranger sensitive, our kids are being taught don't talk to strangers. And I think we need to talk to them about how and when to talk to strangers. No, you shouldn't leave with a man you don't know. No, you shouldn't take candy from somebody you don't know. But if there's somebody standing there that doesn't seem to have a friend, you should walk over and say hi. So my son is really, um, he's curious by nature. He just is curious by nature. Um, And because we are a little bit of a multicultural family in a way, uh, I think it's really heightened that curiosity for him. So he is very comfortable. And I was just going to say this too, that I think kids can be very comfortable asking about other kids. And kids can also be the open door for adults to meet each other. So perhaps, you know, the woman that you met, it was because your kids were playing together that that exactly. felt a little bit safer to exactly. go and engage her. You were in, there's some commonalities with kids for sure that you can do. But yes, my younger son will very regularly walk up to someone who looks different from him to ask them where they're from or what their background is 
or I mean, you just name it. Are they a f- do they like football? And then he has to determine if that's American football or not American football, you know. But he just is very, very curious, and he has just found some natural ways to talk to people when he's going to get a coat in line um, somewhere, or if he's in the grocery store, or if he's playing soccer on a field with some kids that that are newer, and he just will ask those questions in really unassuming kind of kind ways just to know them and I think I have learned more from him about what it is just to have casual conversation with people I don't know in those areas where you're sitting and waiting you know or you're sitting there watching a game or or something like that where you're in a familiar setting and you're just with some different people and so I've really learned a lot from him about that sure there's always a reason you're in the same space yep right so use whatever you have in common to start the conversation Yeah. yeah Yeah, definitely. And I do think that kids can really be an open door. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that people should ever think that, well, because we're family and because we've got kids, we can't do um, hospitality to strangers or we can't be, you know, it it would be weird for the kids if we had. And actually, the kids are actually a huge asset Mm -hmm. to reaching out to others um, because the kids are curious they Mm -hmm. really often kids are very curious and we need to nurture that yeah we We need need to to nurture the curiosity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, when they're doing that we should not interrupt it or stop it or be overly concerned Um, and then afterwards say oh what'd you learn that's really great yeah I mean we do kids need to be respectful Mm-hmm. And so if we if we see that they're not being respectful, then that's... Then well, that's w- different. W- that's different. But even that, um, sometimes the children are more bold than we are. Mm-hmm. And that can be a really a huge benefit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to making some connections. Mm-hmm. And and really, little, little children, like toddlers and babies, are beloved around the world. And they open doors for us very often to start conversations mm-hmm. with people because everybody loves looking mm-hmm. at babies mm-hmm. and showing off their babies. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's your child or somebody else's child, the fact that this is a really cute baby is <laughs> a really fun thing to talk about. And mm-hmm. it's very, very cross-cultural. Yeah. Exactly. I think the other thing that happens is kids aren't so busy about their business right so they're looking and watching and they're more inclined to go over and figure something out or talk to somebody where we're just too busy getting through that grocery store line or Mm -hmm. whatever else we're doing and so maybe just being intentional about slowing down and looking around ourselves and what's there and so that we can engage and I you know I've I've never had my son have someone who didn't want to answer a question I think also folks notice when kids are paying attention to them Mm -hmm. and would often rather answer their questions than have the looks that say, I I wonder something, but I don't know what to do with it. I'm going to walk away. I think that puts up an interpersonal barrier that doesn't need to be there. And so they would rather be asked the question why they're wearing what they're wearing or where did they come from and engage with them than to be feared. Because I think that that could be the opposite reaction sometimes like, I don't understand that. I don't know what that is and to walk away. And adults perhaps can mask that sometimes a little better than kids can, but sometimes that doesn't even happen either. And so um, I found with with him, most often they're just glad to have conversation with him. And it might be two minutes of a conversation, but he has the answers and they felt like they were connected with and he wasn't just standing staring at them (laughs) if they were different from him. So 
um, yeah, he's someone to follow. I think that is the key thing. The first thing we have to do is be an intentional person looking for others and talking with others. That's how we start being a blessing. And as we model that for our children and encourage them in their children, we will um, begin that process of blessing others um, as God has blessed us. Yeah, for sure. So thanks for being with us, friends. Um, We're glad to start this season off with you and with talking about missional families. And there are more podcasts to come. Thanks again. Thanks. Thanks.